How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got 14th century English poet Geoffrey Chaucer and 20th century American cult leader Jim Jones. If you like the episode and you want to check out the performers, uh, you can check out Chaucer on Twitter, handle at Megan or every Saturday at the Magnet Theater at 7.30 p.m. on the improv show The Armando Diaz Experience. And you can check out Jim Jones on his radio show The Next Best Thing every Monday night at 10 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, a couple of things before we get to the episode. Don't forget that you can check out the freshest episodes of Famous Dead People every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You can hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends. Go to JarrettBarenstein.com for the latest updates on upcoming projects and shows. And, of course, you got to check out the videos on YouTube and Instagram and on my Facebook fan page every Tuesday. So, for now, that's it. That's all the that's all the announcements, guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Jim Jones and Joffrey Chaucer only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. People you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. The story stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 14th century English poet, widely considered to be the greatest English poet of the Middle Ages, the author of The Canterbury Tales, Geoffrey Chaucer. Felicitations, Jarrett. And a 20th century American cult leader, founder of the Jonestown cult, Jim Jones. Blessed assurance, I am here. Uh, Mr. Jones, Mr. Chaucer, thank yeah. you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Oh, God bless you. Uh, I want to start off with Chaucer, uh-huh. if I may. So All you right. are widely considered to be the greatest English poet of the Middle Ages. You pioneered the... Oh. Royal Rhyme Scheme, Oh, uh, yes. which actually, before we get into the specifics of like your mm. work and your life, I actually just wanted to ask you about that. My rhyme? So, yeah, the Rhyme Scheme. I hadn't heard of it. So what makes something a Royal Rhyme Scheme exactly? Like, mm. is there a specific meter? Is there a specific yes. um, pattern? It's a, it's a simple A, B, A, B, which means... Uh, a, B, A, B. Yes. Uh, okay. uh, when, when it's hot outside, I swim in a pool. Mm-hmm. I... I also wear a hat. I got this dog. All he does is drool. My favorite animal is a cat. That's an <laughs> A B A B. Absolutely that's amazing, beautiful. isn't it? That's great. I mean, that's that kind of mid- best mid-century poet uh, of all time. That's just off the top of, of my head. That's just off the dome. That's just, well, that's the just here in, in the morning. There are some subtleties to that poem yes. because you have a dog. Mm-hmm. That always drools. That's right. But, but also favorite my favorite animal is a cat. cat. Exactly. So we're getting at some of the pathos of the narrator. Absolutely. And you, you find know. out oh, he's full of contradictions, mm-hmm. full of allegory. Took a swim in the pool. Mm. The and pool now, of knowledge. And now we're like, Ooh. now mm. we're like, do you even like swimming? Because exactly. you, you have a dog, but you love cats. It's do you prefer dryness? Absolutely. And this is sort of the rhyme scheme that the queen was so uh, fond of. Is that why it was called the royal rhyme scheme? And, and the royal rhyme scheme absolutely mm, i mean okay. uh, the queen said oh i need some i need a rhyme time and i said Ooh. i would be glad <laughs> to uh, facilitate myself for you milady mm, before the royal rhyme scheme before you developed mm, yes. the royal rhyme scheme uh-huh. was it just an aaaa rhyme scheme oh it or? was boring it was a lot of sometimes it was three a's it was aaa bbb <laughs> and i was like oh my god I'm nobody had ever asleep. mixed a, B, A, B, A, B No one B ever before. mixed it before I came in. I, I you know what, I, I can't, the, the rhymes were so boring. And so my mm. dad was like, ah, yes, I could see this coming a mile away. Mm. Uh, just uh, fly with guy to, to <laughs> oh my. I was like, oh God. Oh my. Just look at the sky. Look at the sky. And then, and then, and and then eat a French fry. Exactly. And I was, gotta go, bye. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Goodbye, sorry. bye. Do what I can. An excellent contribution, Jim. Thank you. Oh, Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We needed you. We would need you back then. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? But anyway, so it was boring, and mm-hmm. I said, "Let's mix it up." Oh, and yeah. uh, sometimes they'd call me Sir Mix a Lot. Did what? what? Yes, they would. 
They, so, so they knighted familiar. you for they knighted mixing me. it up. It's called me Sir Mix-a-Lot. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, that. I honestly, I wish that that had stuck because that's a pretty dope nickname for Thank you. Didn't I would have loved to have read about that in your work. Isn't there a Mix-a-Lot? Who sings that song about big butts? Uh, not that, lie? that is a different Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, oh, a, oh, named yes. after you. I, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. But also, I don't think that Sir Mix-a-Lot was actually knighted. Oh. Like me. Like liars and thieves. Liars and thieves. But I think we can both agree that we love big butts. Edutain, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I love. Oh, I can love. you lie, Chaucer? Because Sir Mix-a-Lot could, fa- the, the, the second Sir Mix-a-Lot could famously not no. lie. I also could not tell a Wait, lie. Wait, he oh. can't not lie. No, he says he can't lie. I cannot I, lie. I like big oh. butts, comma. I don't know, I've been getting this I lyric can, wrong my cannot. whole life. C-A-N-N-O-T, I How cannot. embarrassing, how embarrassing. Did you think it was a double negative, I, Jim Jones? You know, please, I, I can't explain myself. I did. I thought it was I can't not lie because I'm crazy. No, that's fine. No, Sorry, Jim Jones. That's, allowed. I admit my faults. You know, people, they miss your lyrics all the time, you know. Uh, but that one doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Oh, well, that's me. Listen, rap was a new, it's a new art form at the time. We don't know what kind of wordplay is going to be going on in the heads of geniuses, like the second Sir Mix-a-Lot, who we should, by the way, we should 100% be calling him the second Sir Mix-a-Lot. The second Sir Mix-a-Lot, Because, of course, course Chaucer was the Sir Mix-a-Lot. Of course, me and my friend Becky... We would always be walking around and um, and and just admiring all the butts mm. of England. Interesting. Yes. You're so just a friend. I just have a, I have just a friend, friend named Becky. Becky. And, okay. I, and I don't always say, "Oh my God, Becky! <laughs> oh, look at these butts. They're wow. so big." Mm-hmm. And she she would agree. I mean, yes. she would agree. And she, she was also agree. a fan. A fan, mm. a friend, okay. a confidant. Could Becky tell a lie? I don't Becky, want to spend too much time on Becky, but I'm just Becky curious. was if the two of you were just walking down the street. Bitch, and oh, she could really? lie all the way up the Thames. That was Becky. You know, they say opposites tracks. Yes. And I'm oh. sure the two of you just Becky. Together. Oh, always I'm always telling the truth, Becky, but I can't trust you. I always would tell the truth. Becky would always tell a lie. And that's that's a riddle. It must for the be ages. so great hanging out with the two oh, of you. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I want to find out more about some of your work, but I want to go over Jim Jones for just oh, a sure. moment. Please. So I gotta tell you, Jim, your Wikipedia is a real roller coaster of emotions because you start off as a civil rights leader with a passion for integration and race relations and and equality and you eventually become a cult leader fleeing the country and murdering almost a thousand people Mm. right wrong okay first half of that was perfectly accurate (laughs) okay i don't use the word cult friend what can i do what what word do you use what can i do about these lies i use the word family Um, okay i use the word prophet which i am one okay thank you just got to get that in there i use the word community community Mm. that's what we were that's what we are a community garden a community of people a rainbow community that fled the country indeed (laughs) we did we had to we had to we were ahead of our time all right so let's just as a quick thought example please thought, thought exercise I don't know how many cults you know, Chaucer. Uh, you know, uh, I know at least Waco, three. Not a cult. Uh, um, uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, the Heaven's uh, Gate. The, the Heaven's Gate. That's Heaven's the one. Gate one. Please don't categorize us that's with like those three. crazies. So, but you think those are cults? Oh my goodness, those are a bunch of crazy people. What makes hmm. those cults and what you did not a cult? Well, you see, here's the big difference. Okay, mm. I was in one of them. Not the others. Uh, And the others have all these crazy claims about machines and gods and reading minds and stuff. But Uh, you had good claims. Yes, only I could do it. Okay. There's no machine. No one's going to take a machine and be able to do what I can do. Please. Okay. Those are false claims. They'll rot in hell. All right. So I'm I'm glad we have your perspective on the record now. You're welcome. So I want to try to understand where things kind of jump the shark in my opinion but let's start from the beginning where we can really put the case together so you were born in 1931 in crete indiana you were born to humble beginnings but you were a voracious reader this is on the wikipedia you quote you studied stalin marx mao gandhi and hitler 
carefully noting the strengths and weaknesses of each. And is that right? Yes, all the greats. Would you all write down like a pros and cons list for each of those people? Would like, I? Strengths and weaknesses? Yeah. Yes, indeed, I would. All right. Well, you know, uh, if you don't remember any of these, well, you don't have to dwell on them. But I'd love to go down the list. And some of see them are pretty obvious. What you think? So let's go. Let's start. Well, uh, let's... Uh, so Stalin, strengths, weaknesses. Oh. Stalin, man. pros, cons. He was such a funny guy. Hilarious. He, that was so that's biggest, a pro. That was a huge strength. <laughs> a he could bring people in with his comedy chops. Weakness. Oh. Weakness. Uh, he wasn't against murder. Was not against murder. Was and another double negative. Now, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing, though, and this is key, so listen up. Okay. He also wasn't good at making sure he didn't look guilty. Interesting. Um, now let's review what I just said. Yeah, a lot of double negatives there. Yeah, yeah. He, it was obvious he was up to no good. Mm. And you got, that should be your he top looked priority. Suspicious. He looked oh. very so, suspicious. With a mustache like that, I'm mm. sure. Yeah. I, indeed. It's uh, wearing a sign on your face. All right. So, Mark's strengths, weaknesses? Oh, Mark's. What a cook. <laughs> what Great cook. Stirring cook. it up. I, did you know this? He could make the most delicious Caesar salad you've ever oh. tasted, my friend. I well, had no idea. What kind of, were there croutons? Because I think a crouton They were the most a... big, voluptuous croutons <laughs> oh. I had ever Basically heard of. Basically an entire loaf of bread in oh there. It tasted God. like heaven in your mouth. Oh. Weaknesses for Marks. Oh, man, he didn't wear deodorant. No deodorant, oh. so Can you imagine that? Uh, can Mao. you imagine? Chairman Mao, strengths and weaknesses. Well, Chairman Mao, now let me tell you this. He could clean a car like I'd never <laughs> eat. Well, oh. not just cars, by the he way. Didn't tell he us. was a mechanic. <laughs> he was a mechanic. He could fix any machine. Mm -hmm. And that is a very useful skill. And to after have. he would fix it up, he would give it a good, it buff. A good buff. Indeed, he and would. And you'd get it back it and you'd great. be like, Mao, it looks wow. like it looks brand yeah. <laughs> Oh well, you I need it, Mao, which means quick. <laughs> Hurry the hell up! Because he's so fast. And that was another trade. And he had. he was quick, new. very efficient. Weaknesses though for Mao. Well, you see, he wasn't exactly a people person. Ooh, Ooh. not charming. Not charming. Mm. Okay, now my favorite two. We're coming mm. up on Gandhi. Strengths, weaknesses. Mm. Well, he was a little. Pipsqueak, that's a weakness. Ooh, weakness. But you don't Ooh, look strong. Didn't look strong. Didn't mm. look like a real leader. Didn't have much of an attractive quality to his appearance. But strengths oh. for Gandhi. He could go for very long amounts of time without eating. Ooh, oh, that's, and that's that's a strength. I can't. I'll yes. tell you that here right yeah, well, now. Uh, uh, Jim Jones, looking at you, looks like you got a, a gut there. Yeah, well, you are. Yeah, look about you. Thank God has blessed me, oh. my, my friend. Okay. God this has is the only me. way you can compete with Gandhi is by storing the food oh, of course. like a camel. Well, mm. I do what I can. Mm -hmm. I do what I can, and, and that's finally, a lot. And Hitler, finally, strengths and weaknesses. No. Oh, have you heard of the word charisma? Because it is defined <laughs> as Adolf. The man Hitler. could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman with white gloves. Oh, well, wow. because if she didn't want it, he would <laughs> uh, say, Jared, you motherfucker. Where, where did this beautiful turn of phrase come from? He would from? make her take it. It was oh, like no. if he could sell it to her, because if she wasn't buying, he would force feed it. And sometimes you got to use some strength, mm -hmm. friends. You got to gotcha. use some strength. Uh, to answer your question, Chaucer, I don't know where I got that oh, from. Oh, wow. Amazing. I, I, I gonna... want to say that I got it from like an old episode of DuckTales or something. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, For some makes reason, sense. It, it just really stuck in my craw. Yes, you know? that would make Ooh. sense to but me. But yeah, Hitler could sell ice to an Eskimo, yeah. as they Problem say. Problem with him? Yeah, he weaknesses. Was raging psycho. Yeah. Raging wow. psychopath. Wow, pot. Hello, kettle. Oh, whoa. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Wow. You should watch and it. out of the whole list, he's the only one. <laughs> he's the only, he's the only one was a psycho. Yes, you would be surprised. Let's uh, go back over to uh, uh, Chaucer for just a All moment. Right. All right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your most famous work, mm. The Canterbury Tales. I'd love to. It mm. is a satire of English society and religion, and the conceit is that they are a collection of 20 four stories mm. presented as part of a storytelling contest by a group of pilgrims traveling from London to Canterbury and, uh, and to entertain themselves yes. on the trip they each they tell stories yes. as part of a contest Dif different than ducktales different much different, different, much than, different than ducktales slightly yeah right. although I, I mean I didn't watch the last episode of ducktales there could have been a reveal, a reveal. that they were no all spoilers. on the road no yes. spoilers or maybe stories. this is all told on like Scrooge's deathbed or something yes or that, that so could be true so many possibilities yes. so many possibilities but so yes. if you watched all of ducktales call in and let us know That's... or about the or, final or, episode. or don't or maybe, maybe just all everyone at Canterbury Tales was a duck. 
Maybe it Ooh. is actually very similar to DuckTales. Interesting. That's, okay. that's an alternate universe. And mm. I sort of, I, I was toying with that idea. Interesting. What if they're all ducks? That what was something if, that you were thinking about when you I was thinking were about it, yes. Okay. What if they're all ducks? Hmm. So and maybe it was unconsciously affected the material. Mm. Okay. He exactly. gets it. He gets yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sharp cookie. So how much of the book is setting up this conceit? Like, where does the book start? How much setup do we have of these people traveling and then everyone's bored and then we're like, why don't we have a storytelling contest? Like, how, how do we get into it exactly? Right. Well, it's kind of, it just starts on the road, all of these, these mm. different types of people on the road. Yes. But you need to set them up to tell the story. You okay. can't just have them like, hey, I'm going to tell you a story. It's like, well, uh, take the lo- take the local to crazy town, all right? <laughs> don't just, we strong. don't just go there. Don't, yeah, so, slow you your roll warm up a the little, oven bit. A little bit. Don't get so thirsty, everyone. <laughs> so, we, so I, you know, I had to set it up. That's, that's good story. Storytelling, Jared. Mm. I will have to say, what you just described sounds a lot like my people's temple. What do you mean? Group of people, all different types of people coming together, hitting the road. You know what? I didn't even think about this. Uh, Okay, I guess. That's why I'm a prophet. So you guys, you travel, I don't want to skip ahead too far in the story, but at one point you and your congregation had to flee the country. More than once. When Mm. you guys were traveling. Indeed. Did you engage in... Have a storytelling contest. Yeah, did you have a storytelling contest to pass the time? Well, that would have been fruitless. Who would always when you're looking at them. Oh, oh interesting. So, so someone compete. was like, why don't we tell a story? Well, I was storytelling contest to pass the time, and everyone was like, that's dumb. No, everyone, was a very, 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 everyone actually liked the idea. I just shut it down because didn't want to do it. Mm, didn't oh, want gotcha. to do it, and I'm daddy over And so here. you were the one that was like, obviously, I'd win, so this is dumb. Mm, right. And they were like, well, I, of course, sir. And you of called course. yourself daddy? <laughs> you hey, I was daddy. I could be daddy. I could be mommy. I could be God. I could be anything. But don't let me interrupt. You go on with your story. Oh, yeah, oh, this right. was one of the things he famously said. He said, hey, I'll be your father. I'll be oh, your this, famously. I'll be your that. I'll yes. be your this, I'll be all I'll that. I'll be your baker, oh. I'll be your banker, I'll be wow. your candy stick maker. Wow. You know, indeed. I'll, I'll be your lover. I could do a little be rhyming. Be your hero baby. <laughs> I could do a little rhyming, wow. indeed. But anyway. Yes, as we've, as okay. we've seen. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 20th century American cult leader Jim Jones. Not a cult, but I thank you. I know you don't agree to that title, but... Thank you. You know, that's just, that's the history right there. Welcome. And 14th century English poet Chaucer. Here I am. Uh, so yeah, so we're talking about the Canterbury Tales. Mm. How do we set things up? You can't just get these people start telling stories. You gotta, you gotta yes. warm up the oven a little bit. So absolutely, you gotta, yeah, exactly. You gotta pre-temp that, <laughs> pre-temp that oven, and then you. So it was like, okay, so they have to kind of reach a conclusion of like, oh, we're bored, mm. which happened quite often back then in England oh, yeah. because we did. We just what did we have? We had fires. And mm-hmm. and chats, fireside <laughs> chats. That's what oh. we had. Yes, not uh, a lot to do. Those are not, fun. Not a lot to do. So mm-hmm. so then I kind of set the tone for the time, mm. which is okay. We've all been there. All we've all us. been bored. We've all been on journeys. And so that's how I got people in. It's like, mm. oh, cool. I relate to this. And so then I set it up with like, oh, it's, we're bored. <laughs> Okay, but then everyone's a little different here. It mm-hmm. was like a real world sort of uh, situation where mm. all these different people, different places, different ideas. And so they said, hey, let's have a competition, right? Oh, fun. Mm. What yes. better way to bring us together than to pit us against each other exactly. in competition? Exactly, in a competition. Indeed, indeed. Exactly. You know, I haven't read the kind of material since high school, so I don't remember. <gasps> oh, but was Jan. there? Oh, sorry, oh, Chaucer. I didn't realize it was hit you so hard. But what? But in between the stories, do we get get like is there like you know commentary and there's a little commentary trying to win this contest yes of course there's a little commentary there's a little bit of um just kind of descriptions of butts some more butts Uh, yeah so back to my love of butts never hurt everyone gets sprung and then we kind of just get back into another story. Fun. So there's little interludes. Now, you did mention that um, there are all these different characters. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. And so the, the people in the book are the cook, the knight, mm. the man mm. of law, the wife of Bath, the mm. friar, the summoner. Um, you know, I, I could do the entire list, but I mean, are um, there no. other ones that you remember that were like, I don't know, your favorites or fun ones? Uh, or... I can tell you some that I wish I hadn't put in there. Oh, yeah. The ones where I was like, unnecessary. <laughs> Why did I even put that in there? Okay. Um, let I, there was uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, the shoe. 
the sh- wearer. <laughs> the oh, shoe wearer. Yeah. Because it was like, uh, well, okay, everyone wears shoes. Why is this important? And I was, I think I was a little drunk mm-hmm. and I put in the tale of the shoe wearer. Gotcha. Which well, was this guy so... was constantly referring to the fact that he was wearing yes, shoes at exactly. the time. Exactly. Okay. It was the whole story was about how he picked out a pair of shoes and wore them. Oh. And everyone was like asleep by that point. This story isn't very it's, good. It's not good. <laughs> my, my, and then it, why wasn't there like a shoemaker? Someone who makes the shoes. Like, no, he just wears shoes. You know, I do remember in the Canterbury Tales after he, he told this story, everybody was like, well, I think we can all agree that that one doesn't win, right? No, right, exactly. And he was like, wait a minute. Well, we like, he brings some people together <laughs> exactly. to know that one. Yeah. Was he, there a back talker among the group? Oh, oh, back talker. Oh, yes, Ooh. there was. That, that's, that was a little bit of Becky. I kind of wrote <laughs> oh. in a little Becky who's kind of just conniving, talking smack about everyone. Have you seen that the wife of Bath? Whoa. <laughs> Best friend in the world, yes. Becky. You know okay. what I liked, actually? I liked the interrupter's story because oh. not only did he tell a story, but he also Who could would you? interject into other people's he stories would. and be wow. like, oh, that similar thing happened to me. That and bastard. He, he kept trying to co-opt and everybody was like, you went already. You can't just like, you told your story. You told it. You can't just get back into someone else's story. And he's they like, but a similar thing happened to me that I want to talk about like, now. They have to learn somehow. Yes. Exactly. Fun, fun, fun. God, I really want to talk more about the Canterbury Tales, but oh. uh, we got to go back over to Jim Jones for a moment. Please. So, so had you not... You know, eventually taking this turn for what universally is described as being a cult leader. Okay. Uh, what I found interesting about your Wikipedia is you would have been a great civil rights hero. You, uh, you, you had a falling out with your dad because he was in the KKK. Uh, you went and you saw Eleanor Roosevelt speak, and you said that you were inspired by her. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember that speech, by the way, the, the Eleanor Roosevelt speech that so inspired you? Absolutely. Like, like what was it that she said, or what the tone, even the theme, what the theme of the, the speech was? Well, the most important thing I remember her saying that night was, nice to meet you, Mr. Jones. But mm-hmm. the speech was about women. It was oh. all about women, mm. empowering the women, which I'm all for, by the way. Classic Ruth what an ally. Eleanor. Classic yeah. Ruth, yes, Eleanor. She's yeah. a strong woman, and I appreciate strong women. Wonderful. I look up to her. She's a hero. Now, you did a lot of work with communist organizations, and there's a quote here that I wanted to ask you about. You said about your work as a preacher, quote, mm-hmm. how can I demonstrate my Marxism? The thought was, infiltrate the church. Is that quote accurate? Do you did you join the church just to try and promote your communist beliefs? Well, let's be clear here. Communist is now a bad word, but mm. what it I meant mean, in the what 50s, it means it yes. was really a bad yeah. word. And I was I was persecuted <laughs> for it. Pretty much never not been uh, in, yes. America. in America. What I yeah. meant by communism, of course, was love. I wanted to spread my love and acceptance, okay. and that's exactly what I it's did. It's a bit of a stretch. Well, we all have different interpretations, <laughs> but yeah, I did say that, and I did mean every word of that. Gotcha. So oh. you're defining communism just as love, 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 and peace. Gotcha. Mm. Love and peace, so long as you stay in line. So oh. no. Uh, Sharing all the resources, well, no that too. That's surrendering part of love. everything that you are and own to the state to be mm-hmm. used to listen, the benefit of the state. Listen, friend, mi casa es su casa. That is Espanol over here, <laughs> multilingual <laughs> wow. man. I'm wow. a prophet. Yes, I do believe in that. It's not so much for the state. You're making it sound like a government agency, which I was never for, friend. Mm. I'm talking about the community, the people, and uh, ultimately my. Gotcha. So you're trying to use religion in this way. We all do, don't we? Mm -hmm. So so I'm just trying to say, like, you weren't a particularly faithful man toward religion. You just were using it. What are we talking about here? Listen, I'm going to be perfectly frank with you. What the hell are we talking about? There's no God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh, shocking whoa. to hear me say it. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. There's Good no real, oh, there's no real God here except for yours truly. Oh, d- d- I know. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, yeah. God, Jesus, Daddy, Mommy, no, little, Daddy. little bunny foo foo. It doesn't matter. Whatever you need me to be, that is what I am. Now, this is this seems like. I mean, at one point in your Wikipedia, you you're very vocal about this. You're like, there's no heaven. We have to make heaven here. Right. We, I gotta. You, you slam the Bible down on the table. You say, I gotta destroy. This paper uh, idol here. 
it was coming to get me. But so was this a belief that you always had or was that something that you developed later? Were you always like a, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing as far as religion is concerned? Well, that's a weird way to put it, my friend. I wouldn't say I was trying to deceive people. It was an evolution. You want to believe in God. You want to believe in magic. You want to believe in Santa Claus. And you never did, uh, is what well, you're saying. I, well, I did up until maybe age three. What are we? I mean, hello, <laughs> I was not oh. a child. Let's be real here. Yeah. But I had some magic to me. It was not, just a little different than people thought. Not condescending at all. Oh, right you're there. welcome. I'm what trying to teach the, Were there other things that you tried besides religion to marijuana. spread your... <laughs> oh, marijuana. And Mary Jane, same thing, same yeah. thing. Wait, so, I mean... So you're saying that you personally use it or you used it to like try to convince other people to Both. spread your communist Both. beliefs? Both. Okay. Both. And um, Budweiser. And uh, um, alcohol. Oh, but okay. yes. But Budweiser in particular mm -hmm. helped set the mood. People would listen more if they had a few Buds. Oh, and... some Natty Lights? No, Budweiser. <laughs> no, just Budweiser? Just okay. Bud, please. Keystone? Chaucer, Don't get crazy. Any okay. beer that you name is going to be a no unless it's Budweiser. <laughs> I right, believe I said right. Budweiser. He has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what you're saying, I mean, so, so those didn't what work. What am I saying? There was something missing. There was something missing from the secret sauce that religion filled, though. And you were like, marijuana is not working exactly the way I wanted to. Right. Budweiser, it's good, but it's not getting me quite there. But religion, that's going to push me over the edge. Yes, because that's what faith is. It's a belief in something mm. with no evidence, proof, or reason. Mm. Religion is uh, the beer of the masses. Really? Right. It I really mean, is the people's beer. Isn't yeah. it crazy? But people believed in it, so I saw an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I took it. Opportunist. Oh. Thank that's you. That's Jim Jones right there. Uh, indeed. No sincerity at all. Nothing else. Uh, <laughs> let's go back over to Chaucer for just a moment. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your early life. Mm, please. Uh, you were born in London around 1343 mm. to a family of winemakers. Yes. That reminds me of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, please. Classic callback to the uh, interrupter. The, the interrupter. Uh, <sighs> but you spent your life working in the 14th century version of like the public sector. You mm. were uh, a yes. noblewoman's page, a mm. courier, mm. A, a diplomat, a civil servant. At one point, you were clerk of the king's works. Is that mm -hmm. right? That's right, yes. What, what does that mean exactly? That's not a, a um, position that I'm familiar with. Yes, sort of the king himself kind of. I mean, he didn't. Uh, they gave him this office as sort of a, uh, uh, like, here, get busy work. Busy mm. work for the king. Okay. Who was they? Um, they? The parliament. Oh, I see. Parliament. Uh, they I were see. the ones really in charge. King doesn't really do anything. And so he's like, I want to, something to do. And they said, okay, um, here's the office of the king's works. <laughs> um, a lot of the works were kind of, uh, he would doodle a lot mm. and kind of like, uh, he liked to, kind of sketch out tree houses and a fort and oh. like kind of stuff. And was he like, we need to build these. Yeah, we need to, we build, need these. to build these. And so I, it was my job to um, sort of make it look like we were building these things. Oh, and uh, humor the king. It was really sad. What did you do to convince the king that you were building all of his tree houses and forts? Oh, well, I had I had a bunch of soldiers mm -hmm. and I had them kind of um, kind of march around and, and then we had some bricks and so it looked like we were busy. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, did you ever like just do like hammer noises like outside of his room? Oh, like, yes. oh they're doing it. They're, oh, Stop look at it's beautiful. Really it's gorgeous. Hammering. I wish you could see this king. <laughs> uh, your works are really getting done. Boy. Maybe you just have like a like a saw just going through a piece of wood, and you're like, oh boy, oh. the sacrifices you make. This is a <laughs> lot of work it, to keep one man happy. It was. Oh uh, gosh, it was quite a, a thing. And sometimes I just cover myself in wood dust and oh. go like, oh. <laughs> Oh my. Smoke, and then it was. What can we do? What did we? Oh gosh, we. There's this whole department. Mm. I was just a clerk of this department. You there know were, what? Some people would say that that's a waste of resources. I no. think you know what? That's jobs. That's jobs. Right there. That's job creation. You, yeah, yes. Job creator. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. It was really ahead of its time. Now, uh, were you? So you're working in basically civil service your entire mm -hmm. life. Were your parents yes. upset that you weren't continuing work in the wine, in the wine. fields? Uh, they were very disappointed mm. because. They said, who else is going to stomp on these grapes? And I said, not me. I mean, we're getting older. We can't stomp as, stomp we, as good. They couldn't stomp like they could in that they used to. No. And, of course, the, the plague was around at some point. And Dang, so that plague. And so there were not a lot of people around. And so it was just... 
I was like, well, I can't. You know what? I was more of a beer man myself. Uh, That's a, an ale, a beer man, Jim Jones. Thank and you. We relate. So exactly. We relate in that way. So that's how I knew so many beers because <laughs> I drank them all. Tried them all. That's right. And so uh, and so then I said, I'm more of a beer man. They were so they disowned me. Oh, oh no! They disowned me. And so and I and I never drank their wine again. You oh could have God. come to the people's temple. It's too oh. bad we were in different times. That must have been exactly. really uh, upsetting. Like, you go to the store, you see your family's wine. I, I can see it, yeah. The, uh, uh, it was Sour Grapes. Oh. That was the name of their, their wine. Seems Such... like a backhanded insult to you. It did. You know? as soon, yes, and looking back, I'm like, oh, mm, that was prophetic. We, uh, we've we got to take a short break, unfortunately, oh, but we will okay. be right back with uh, Chaucer oh, and Jim Jones on Famous Dead People Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org if you want a specific famous dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out jaredbarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 20th century American cult leader, founder of the Jonestown Cults, mm-hmm. not backing away from it, Jim Jones. Thank you, God bless America. And 14th century English poet, widely considered the greatest English poet of the Middle Ages, the author of the Canterbury Tales himself, Joffrey Chaucer. Hello, hello. Uh, let's go back over to Jim Jones for just a moment. Uh, so, uh, can I ask where he got this cooler of beers? Yeah, where did where, all these beers come from? I yeah, never why leave you have so home. many beers on you, Jim Jones. I need them. It's my joy juice. <laughs> Call okay. it my joy juice. <laughs> oh, okay, brought well, to you by Budweiser. I want to point out that you have not offered no. me or Chaucer no. one of these beers. You, you know, I'm a beer hound. You keep on I, opening it up and getting yourself one. I have to say, earlier when you mentioned Natty Light, mm. you lost out on any offerings from me i'm sorry to say but hey you can be forgiven someday just repent mm. right. just, just repent repent Schrazer. no that's all i need to do all right okay think, so, about, think about it the year is 1956 you were 25 you're 25 years old jim jones mm-hmm. you organize a mammoth religious convention mm-hmm. with popular healing evangelist william h branham mm-hmm. and the wikipedia doesn't have a lot of details about this so like what was the what what did this conference look like exactly was it like one big church service was it more like a convention where everybody had like little booths and they would talk about their churches little booths mm-hmm. little booths indeed okay. we had uh, workshops how to see the light how to speak to jesus oh. how to make some money how to Wait, fix... i'm sorry how to make some money yes let's be real here we need some practical skills in this world that's what made us different i think they would call it fundraising though to not see another term perhaps perhaps mm. uh healings we i saved lives at these things wait there was like a healings booth yep where you uh, can learn faith healing. I uh, kiss me booth, one of those carnival oh, type things. I'm guessing the weight. Keep in mind, I was a 25 year old young man, powerful. Mm-hmm. I had set this whole thing up. I was impressive. That I was impressive. attractive, yeah. if I do say so myself. So mm-hmm. I was working the kiss booth. I was working the healings booth. Whoa. And I was the booth uh, mechanic as well. Oh, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, the booth mechanic. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes the levels would get a little messed up. You need up. to fix the booths. And who else could do it but your little local neighborhood? Profit over gotcha. here. So you were in a lot of hats because this is your conference. I did like obviously. hats. Obviously. Yes. Indeed. Uh, so how so this guy, William M. Barnham, best the friend in the world. Healing evangelist. Yes. Oh. He was pretty big name at yes. the time. Huge. Uh, 
and you you're not obviously well, you know like you. you've uh, you know you're you're studying to be a uh, a minister but uh, you leave one church because they're not integrated and that was a, a cause mm. that you championed thank you and it's just so weird to congratulate you you feel so <laughs> weird oh, to say you did I'm a good misunderstood job with that I'm gender. misunderstood <laughs> Have some Kool-Aid. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I will not oh, have oh, any of your Kool-Aid. You wanted no. some beer? I have Kool-Aid no, as well. we wanted beer because yeah. it's closed and we don't safe I wouldn't safe trust any, any liquids from me <laughs> if I have to be honest with you, but hey. That's fair. Okay, so how did you get this guy, William M. Barnum, to uh, to join your religious convention? Because you're basically nobody in the religious circuit at this time. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you see, I just showered him with admiration, and it was genuine. Mm. I did admire this mm. man. He had done things that I could only imagine doing. He got people to listen to him. Yeah. He got people to believe in him. He got people to just pass over the dough. It Supposedly, was... he could heal people with his hands, too. Sure, that's a nice thing as well. But <laughs> And they would pay big bucks for that, oh. the magic touch. He taught me everything he knew, and I was very much appreciative. Wow. Now, so this is obviously a huge success, yes. this, uh, this convention. and um, I think most of what I did was successful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, depending What's on funny? how you... Uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's on perspective, it, yeah. right? Exactly. Yes. If your goal is X hey. and you do it, then yes, you are successful. Well, It depends on what your goal is, of course. So, uh, the Wikipedia says that you raised enough money at this mm -hmm. convention to launch your own church, which after a few different iterations became known as the People's Temple Christian Church Full Gospel. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, kind of a wordy name. A I'll little admit it. Bit Wait, was much. there a better? Did you have any other names? Yeah. People's Temple or Jim Jones University. Uh, Uni Jim oh, Jones University. Yes, I oh. thought about that. But then okay. university, they have to pay stuff and get accredited. Mm. I just was thinking, uh, whatever, let's just be a church. They get off scot-free. Wait, so that was your main drawback for calling it Jim Jones University? The only drawback, in fact. Not <laughs> that people would go there expecting a university and finding a church. Well, they would expect an education, which I was always <laughs> happy to provide. Again, would would they get a, a certificate, a degree? Uh, yes, I would make them a little certificate on Ooh, my nice. on my nice. typewriter. Could they? Oh. Could you major at something at your church? Oh no, no, <laughs> please don't. Let's not get crazy. I got here. you. So it's like Sarah Lawrence. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it's burn, exactly, take that ceremony. Exactly what it's like. Okay, so um, you raise enough money, but you mm -hmm. still need to sell. You you need to 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 build up some funds, right? So I, I read that you that you sold monkeys door to door as pets to raise funds for your church. Is that right? What did I not do? Wait, so this is one of many money making. Well, I'm an animal fundraising. I'm an animal lover. Well, that was more of just a job. I'm an animal <laughs> lover. I was selling pets. And you're nothing if not an animal lover. Yes, because what says I love animals more than selling literally monkeys door. To how door. did that go? Because I have to imagine that there were people who knew that monkeys were uh, bad pets. Can, can we act it out? Who said can, that? Can, can oh, you yeah. knock on my door, yes. please? So Chaucer will be a person you're trying Chaucer. to sell a monkey to door to door. Okay. Yeah, okay, yes. Uh, knockity knock, knock, knock. Oh, someone's at the door. That's unusual. Hold on. <laughs> Hello there, sir. Would Hello. you uh, like a new pet today? The answer to that is yes. Oh, I, 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 uh, yep, what kind of pet do you have? Well, when you think of pets, you might think of a hamster or a cat, a dog. But I thought cat, dog first. What is the best? Hamster <laughs> wasn't first. What is the best, smartest, best, cutest, nicest animal on the cat. planet Earth? Cat. It's, My favorite animal is a cat. That's, that's right. a monkey. Yes. And here monkey. it is, a capuchin, capuchin, we, we, monkey. Where were you hiding that? Where did that come from? <laughs> yes, you'll never know. I'll never tell. But this monkey can be yours today for a reasonable price a reasonable of $500. $500? For a monkey, a friend for life. Uh, Listen. Look into his eyes. Uh, this monkey will beady, die. Beady this eyes. monkey could die if you don't take him in. Are you going to kill him if I don't take him in? <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but he could be dead. So it's up to you. Will uh, you save the monkey's life or not? Uh, do, uh, and it's your monkey now. Oh, okay. Whoa, it's on my shoulders. <laughs> you see that here? You see what I did now, there? That's good okay. monkey selling. Thank you very much. Threaten the, the life of the animal. The start, you can start off nice and easy. You can ask him if they want the monkey, but by the time they show they are hesitant, I let them know that they will take this monkey. Say what you will about Jim Jones. Say what you will. The man can sell a monkey. Oh, Thank you. If I could do monkey. nothing else. Let's go back over to uh, Chaucer for just a moment. Right. So your life was, uh, you know, relatively well documented mm. compared to other writers back then because you had all these 
government jobs, basically. Yeah. But there are some gaps in the record. Uh, mm. It is generally believed, for example, among historians, that you wrote your first book, The Book of the Duchess, mm. around 1369 when you were 26 years old. Yes. It is also generally believed that you wrote the mm. book in honor of a woman named Blanche of Lancaster mm. who had died of the plague that year. She was That's the right. wife of a friend of yours named John of Gaunt. Mm -hmm. uh, so are both of those things true? You wrote the book in to honor her, and that was the first book that you wrote? Uh, it was in honor of her butt. Is <laughs> what it was. You do it like was, big I butts. do. I do like butts. And uh, she had a, a spectacular mm -hmm. round protrudence coming out of her backside. Yeah. And I loved it. I was an honor. I, I, uh, you know, when we started talking about your love of big butts at the beginning, yes. I thought this was like one of. I don't know, many things that you enjoyed. Um, but really it's seems number to have been one. your it number your one. It's number one. It's number one life. I would go so far as to say that you like Big Butts even more mm -hmm. than the second Sir Mix-a-Lot who wrote an entire song yes. about how much he likes Big Butts. That's right. He just wrote one song. I wrote books. Books. books with much tales. more subtlety. Epic poems. E epic poems. Nuance. And things. Mm. I mean, I, uh, Becky and I, oh God, we could go on and on. I can't on. help but notice you've only been talking about female butts. Oh, oh no, yeah. I'm, How'd you feel I'm, about male butts, too? I'm equal butts. <laughs> okay. Thank equal you very much. employment for butts. That's what Equality. Like Equality. Mm. Equality for all the butts. Yes, absolutely. Any kind of butt and okay. and you know this uh, she she had a beautiful butt but so did uh, gaunt her husband mm. they oh. both had good butts God, they were a good, good butt couple you they were want, butt when, couple. when people get together you want it to be like equal butt attractiveness exactly one person has a good butt and the other person doesn't you're like oh, what, does this guy have a lot of money wow. or something yeah. Jealousy. exactly you look you look at them walking down the road with pity those butts are together she can do better what a he wasted butt what a wasted yes. butt who was I'm sorry this was about uh uh, something that is like other epic poems that mm. were sort of like around the same time as yours. Yes. Who was the guy that fought Grendel? He had like the the, the big Beowulf. Beowulf. Uh, that's Beowulf. right. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, sorry, that was just was how gonna... was his butt? Oh, oh man, <laughs> uh, it, it was from what I've heard. Great oh, tapestries. Yeah. I've seen great tapestries I mean, of his butt. Everything was perfect about that guy. Oh yes. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this book, the um, mm. the book of the Duchess. Yes. Uh, so she's the wife of a friend of yours, John God. They both have great books. She write this book mm -hmm. uh, that's that's talking a lot about her butt. Mm -hmm. What was the point of writing this book, though? Was it like to help your friend with his grieving? Was it like an unofficial biography? It, it, it was. You know? uh, I she had died so young from the plague, mm. and I wanted to honor her Such and her memory and. Uh, and also, it was a tale that we could all sort of get behind, if you will. If you will. Exactly. And so it was sort of a, a memorial. It was for my friend. It was several things. And, and, I, knew, and I knew it could sell. <laughs> hey. So that's, you there have you to, go. yeah, you do there what you, you love, go. what We're you can sell. We're seeing some common ground here between Again. you and Jim Jones. Yes. yes. We're he one of the same. Yes. Now. He keeps winking at me. <laughs> yes. Uh, and these keep winking on me also. Oh. Oh, and what's weird is he's doing it at the same time. Like, I don't know how he's directing his wing to both of us oh, simultaneously. Give into it, folks. It's yes. very impressive. Give into it, it. Now, we have some evidence that you were a well-regarded writer. Mm. Um, like, well-regarded like writer. Ch yes. Chaucer, indeed. It wasn't just that you were writing books for your friends, but then mm. everybody was like, Chaucer's a great writer. Yeah. Uh, because when you were 31 in 1374... Uh, King Edward III granted you a gallon of wine a day for the rest of your life for some unspecified reason. Ugh. No, it's 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 generally thought that you wrote like a great poem or something, mm -hmm. and that's why he gave it yeah. to you. No. Is there any truth to that? Uh, you want to expand on that for us? It was a punishment, Jared, because I'm thinking, a beer hound. That's what I was saying. I don't even like wine. And Ooh. there's the family pain, like wine reminds exactly. you of Exactly, of my family. Exactly. Horrible. He right. found out that I never made those forts. Oh. He found oh, out that king no. found out I never made it those forts. It was the forts. same king. <laughs> it was the same king, Ooh. and he was like, "This is bullshit." Now, I'm giving the... you now. A... Oh, oh, you made my fort for me. Oh, here's a gallon of wine every <laughs> day. Show you my suck thing. on a it. daily reminder a daily... of the fact that you couldn't have a relationship with your mother exactly. and your father. And you're so a liar. He knew exactly what he was doing, that king. Can I say, I think, mm -hmm. rookie mistake, if you say that it's all behind, like, one door, mm -hmm. and you say, but don't go back there because it's not done yet, we want you to see the final... If he ever opens that door, then he's going to find out know, that you lied about it. And I did. That's exactly what I did. I oh. said, don't go behind that one door. And <laughs> that was your mistake. It was. It was rookie mistake. I learned from it, but I still had to fucking get rid of all that gallons of wine. What did 
did you do with that? Yeah, oh. since you're not going to drink it, obviously. <sighs> I had some friends over. <laughs> no. Every day? Yes. Every day. Every it was day. a living hell. <laughs> I, I'm an introvert. I'm an oh. INTJ. And oh. it was just like, oh, Myers Briggs. Exactly. As true today as it was, was when it was yes, yesterday. In the 1300s. <laughs> yes. And so I had to friends over every day to drink it. Mm. <laughs> now, uh, Jim Jones, mm. you did a lot of, I want to say, I don't want to say manipulating because it has like a negative connotation to it. You're but, catching on. You know, you. You, you tended to sort of like push people in certain directions. I'm sure maybe you told Towards some, the light. some untruths in your time. You would never do a rookie mistake like saying, you know, salvation well, is behind this door, but just don't go oh. in it because then you'll see it and it'll ruin the surprise. You would never do something like that, right? No, I would say uh, salvation is just in this other country. <laughs> Fly here and you'll live there. And, a, um, and you uh, know. give me all because, your money and your passports. Well, here's the thing. You can open a door, see what's behind it, like it, go in. Don't like it, close the door. But once you're in another country, friends... You're fucking in that country, in that man. And you're yeah. under my power. That's right. I'm just not even hiding this anymore. I don't, I? Speak, I don't speak the language. I don't have my passport. I don't have any money. I guess I need to stay well, that's, in this cult. I'm glad you brought that up. You're mm. a pretty oh. astute young man, I, like I will. Say that. This they had up pass- is really working them. They had way. to have <laughs> passports to get there, and the first thing they did, panned them over. Pandemonium. Pandemonium. Pandemo. over. Hand over the passports and start the pandemonium. Ah, uh, I see. Raves every night. Wordplay. Another Raves. tactic you used, I read. Yeah. Oh, indeed. Sure. If you uh, read it. Now, lastly, before we uh, take a quick break. I don't know why I said that. That was dumb. Because we're not taking a quick break. Just oh, on station lies. ID. Oh. Uh, mm. I wanted to ask you when, uh, after King Edward III, mm. um, his successor, Richard, changed it from wine to a financial equivalent. And mm. I had in my questions here, like, was that a good switch? Did you prefer the wine? But obviously I, we know. I definitely. That was a huge benefit. I was benefit. like, listen, thank God Edward's dead. Now it's you, Richie Rich. And so I want, make this uh, a monetary thing, please. And he was mm. like, oh, you're Here's solid, one. bro. Listen. Ooh, Richard was a good dude. Then. Yeah, he was a good dude. Mm-hmm. Solid, and you guys bro. made up. I like it. Yes. I like it. Yeah, If exactly. you're uh, just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are 14th century English poet Chaucer mm-hmm. and 20th century American. American cult leader Jim Jones. I will never leave you. Thank you. He's owning it now. Whatever. Uh, Let's go back over to Jim Jones for just a moment. Thank you. So, um, the purpose of your church was integration. You were a church that welcomed a mixed race congregation. You were a real integration warrior in Indiana. A hero. You uh, integrated for a while. Thank you. A little while. Period of time. Definitely subjective. Uh, and you were like I said, an integration warrior mm-hmm. in Indiana. You integrated the local hospital, an amusement park, a theater, local churches, restaurants, the telephone company, and the Indiana Police Department. How was I so powerful? Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be charm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be charm and selling monkeys. Think about it. Mm-hmm. So this is obviously hugely beneficial. Uh, you know, I I mean, I think that most people would agree that integration is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm wondering what the method was here. Like, let's throw a business or an organization out that we would like want uh jim jones to integrate for us you know so like what's a good uh organization or a business that that uh that jim jones could integrate for us oh so therefore it's not integrated yet it's not integrated yet and we have to integrate it so jim jones is going to integrate it for us because he's so good at integrating businesses organizations bringing people together that's me why don't we say like um Um, uh a a, a dentist's office oh dentist's office okay so we got like five dentists Everybody there is white. All the dentists are white. Oh, All the hygienists are white. Yes. The, the women working on the desk are white. This yeah. is so easy. Dentists so white. <laughs> this is so easy. Yeah. This is so yeah. easy. Okay, so how do we integrate then? We do we integrate? Well, what I tell the people is I'm going to use peace, love, and the light of God. Then I go to the dentist's office. I mm. sit them down. I say, what are you guys, stupid? Oh. <laughs> Don't you understand <laughs> that them. all people have teeth? Do you mind if I uh, if I play the dentist for a second? Oh, oh no, please. Okay. What are you, stupid? Uh, I'm not stupid. I went to dental school. Mm. I am a dentist. I am a kind of doctor. So no, I am not stupid, Jim Jones. And I'd slack oh him right God. across the face. Wow. Oh, How wow. dare you talk back to me? I am a prophet and I'm trying to help you. And here's what you will do. Jesus. Oh, yes, my. no, I am the Jesus. I am <sighs> the everything. Here's what you will do. You will know black people, brown people, red people. It doesn't matter. Everyone has teeth. They all need cleanings. They all need root canals. And they will all pay for them. You will become richer because you will become more accepting. 
Now bow down to me. Uh, wow, oh, there's wow. so many emotions going on wow. in my brain right now. Like I'm insulted and intimidated. Now, how powerful was that? And also, oh I want that money. How yes. powerful was that? Looking down the way. Very powerful. So let's let's review here. I was powerful. <laughs> I persuaded him, and what was the end result? More money for not me, the dentist. I'm a giver. Oh, but then but obviously, oh sorry, people, what you no, say, no, no. But now he has to bow down to you. <laughs> a little. Do you always end with bow down to me? Not always. <laughs> I, that's how I feel. Small price to pay. I think. Don't look how misunderstood I am. What can I do about these liars who say I was bad? Bowing down to me. Oh, what a horrible person. He only saved my life. Mm, interesting. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Well, I'm rehabilitating know. my reputation here on famous dead people. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Okay. Well, right. Let's hope not. So um okay. So you're working with all yeah. these integrate you work with all these businesses, you're doing all this great integration, but obviously mm -hmm. not everybody was crazy about integration at the time. There were detractors, there were uh, swastikas drawn on your temple, a stick of dynamite was left in your temple, a dead cat was thrown at your house. I'm Chaucer. I'm sorry. Oh, a sorry. Dead cat. Yeah. And you wonder I, why I cat can't. That's my favorite animal. <laughs> I can't. And you wonder why we had to leave. And a single tear. <sighs> I hate falls them. Down. Oh, my God. And Two yet, tears. So all of that, you've just said it. You knew it all along. And yet I, we had to leave because of something I did. Now, hold on, hold on a second. Please. Jim Jones. There yes. are some people who say mm -hmm. that you did all of those things yourself to raise <gasps> your profile. Oh. You were a uh, Jess, oh. Jesse Smollett oh. character, you know, pretending. Oh. Ahead of my time. Wow. Is there any truth to that and remember yeah. it's 2019 there's no consequences you can admit it now if you did all those things Jim now Jones. look mm. of course i did a few of them <laughs> of course, oh, of course i did a few of them but i will say this and this is important folks now listen up the prophet is speaking i did not kill that cat that you found a dead cat. I found a dead and cat. And you threw it at your own house? Uh, no, <laughs> never. I'm never the one committing the crime, student. Listen up well. You get the others to do the crime, and your then... Your followers. They do the time. I see. Where, where did this dead cat come from? Yeah, if you didn't kill it. Probably their house. I don't know. They killed their own cat, whatever. Not my problem. Sorry about that. Uh, Sorry. Complete peace and love. Gotcha. What were some other things that you did that you sort of blamed on racists? That everything. You did to, wait, everything. All sorts of stuff. Tell us more examples. Well, uh, once. We know that there was a swastika drawn in your church. We know there's a piece of dynamite I, left in your church. I didn't do that swastika thing. You didn't do the swastika? No. See, people didn't like me. Let's be real here. Well, I'm not saying there's no racist trying to right. stop integration. And yeah. I was big on the integration. Yeah. It and really meant something to uh, me. But you did have all those cons against Hitler, so I'm sure some Nazis <laughs> were like, right. how dare you? Yeah, Wait, it's true. Hitler had no cons? It's true. You? It's true. It's, you do not speak poorly of there's him. There's like snowflakes. Uh, oh you tell me about yeah. it. You tell me about it. So what was your question? I forgot. So yeah, so which ones did you do then? Oh. And were there others that you did that weren't listed on the Wikipedia? I would cut people's power. But you um, cut whose power would you cut? Church. Church. The people that were your congregation, you would cut their power and you would say racist did that to you. Yes. Because <laughs> if it's only happening to me, what do they care? People oh, have to God. feel the effects. I would cut their power, I would slit their tires. I would uh, let's see what else. Sometimes I would well I broke now listen to this. This is huge. Students <laughs> listen. I broke my own thumb. Oh, what? Wow. I broke my own thumb. That sounds painful. Trying to cut someone else's power. <laughs> But it was already broken, so I could use that. You always have to be thinking. And then you were like, oh, get back. Oh, look what somebody guys, did to me. Look what somebody did to me. We must flee to Guyana. He's the one with white robes and oh. he's got the hood on. Right. Go get him. Oh, oh, you know what I did How am I going to hitchhike now? And oh. this is big of me to admit. Hmm. I planted a KKK robe in my wife's closet. <laughs> oh. That, in your wife's closet? Uh, the night before. Wow. She had given me. It's hard for me to say this. A natural light beer. <gasps> I see. Yeah. And we've established you, how I feel about that. You don't do that. You don't do that to Jim Jones. Can you no. believe? She put it in a glass. She thought I wouldn't notice. So wait. Oh. So why did? So besides, you want to punish her for this natty ice. But how did framing your own wife as a member of the KKK help you raise your profile as an integrationist, as a civil rights leader? Isn't that a question? <laughs> a good question. Wait, did quest. you then like divorce Who? her or something? Well, or why what? would anybody? What, well, why would anybody suspect me having done that to my own wife? They wouldn't. What was your question? <laughs> uh, how would it help me? How would it help me? Yeah, exactly. Well, I then had the because oh, it didn't Jim raise my Jones profile. Jim Jones is getting distracted. It didn't raise my profile. He's charming friend. himself. Mm. Listen, sometimes <laughs> the beers winking. they take a toll on the brain. Look, 
it didn't give me a chance to have a higher profile. It gave me a chance to resurrect her. It gave me a chance to be a giver again. And forgive her. Forgi- uh, for being I a was a KKK. forgiver, and I could forgive her. That makes a lot oh of sense. Yeah, and now look how big I am. Big There's hearted. Big method to your madness, yes. Jim Jones. Oh. To a point. Thank you. <laughs> Let's be and then it just becomes here. senselessly awful. Oh. Uh, so let's go back over tomato, to Chaucer tomato, tomato, tomato. for just a moment. Oh. So you did a fair amount of traveling as part did, of your work yes, for, of uh, yes. uh, for, I want keep, it feels weird to call it the government when it's really the monarchy. Yeah. Uh, so 1377, when you're 34 years old, you mm. took a voyage whose purpose remains a mystery. We don't know where you were going or why. We only know that you took a voyage. Yes. And there are some mm-hmm. historians who suggest that this was maybe a diplomatic mission mm, that you were trying to arrange a marriage to end the Hundred Years' War. You're mm. trying to get the future king of England to marry a French princess exactly. to bring peace to France and England. Exactly. Is that the truth? Is that what you did? It, Big part, reveal here. Partly, <laughs> yes. Here's finally everyone can know. The Hundred Years' War was really to- had its toll on everyone. Everyone mm. wanted out of this war. I mean, they said, years. They said, oh, GC, can you get us out of it? And I said, okay, hold on. That was on. you. They called yes, you GC. exactly. Oh. And my, the King King Richie Rich, he was like, Chaucer, baby, can you go? And go, go take a look at this. Go take a look at this queen uh, over in France. Mm -hmm. Go take a look at there. Yes. And I said, okay, I'll go take a look-see, see what it is. So I went on this voyage, and you know what? Um, I was what? hooked and I can't stop staring is what oh. I said was it a good she, butt she had a good butt she Ooh. had a good butt and I said Rich you're gonna love this one mm-hmm. you're gonna you're crazy for this one and so I so I, I went back and I said yes this is great and uh, he wanted me to go take a look he knew I had a discerning a butt eye. A butt meter. A butt meter. A butt dar. Exactly. <laughs> butt dar. My butt dar is on. And so he's like, who's going to go take a look? Geoffrey uh, Chaucer. Go go take a look. Mm. Question. Yes. Okay. Of course. How was this going to end the war? If Why it was, was. Well, if you marry. If you marry, then. Because France and England were against each other. Oh. Yeah. Did you not know? You know the history of the Hundred Years of War? It was just a test years? for you, and you passed. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Wow. Again, congratulations yes, on uh, the success. Someone didn't take AP European history. Well, that is. I'm convinced that he knew and he Thank was just you. testing us. See? Okay, He's just right. that You are starting charming. to get it. You're starting to get it. And now bow down. hundred uh, years is a yet. long time for a war. So now here's the thing, mm. Chaucer. Uh, the war did not end. The no. marriage did not happen. It didn't. Oh, failed. You go back to King Richard and you say, she got that badunkadunk. Uh-huh. But, I said it, yes. And for some reason it doesn't happen. What what goes on? Uh, it doesn't. Um, well, there was... I, I wanted this union, but there were several other schemers who wanted Schemer. other union, unions. Yes, they wanted someone else. And so it was someone else got in there. You lost. And I lost. Mm-hmm. I lost. And Somebody married the princess off to somebody else? Uh, it, there were a lot of people scheming at the time who wanted King Richard to marry someone else. They didn't oh. want to marry that. And so it just it kind of fell apart. While I, you know, the voyage was a long time. Yeah, it wasn't where, sure. where did you go? But so you went to France to go look at this woman, yes, or to was Calais. it Calais? Like- Calais ah, to Paris. Calais. That was it. That's where you go because mm. that's on the, the water. So this Calais whole time, to... nobody knew that all <laughs> she had done was gone to Paris. Yes. Wow. And, oh, and so it was like, it was a long journey. Yes. And so but in that time, someone else swooped into King Richard and convinced him of someone else. But on the Wikipedia, it says, I forget who it was, but somebody went up to King Richard and said, you know, I know Chaucer said that she's got that badonkadonk, mm. but if you if if, if it were me, better. Yeah. Uh, I don't think your anaconda don't want none. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this whole song was yes. written. <laughs> yeah. This whole song is wait, stolen. Wait from a you. minute. Sir Mix no, Sir Mix a lot. Second Sir Mix a lot yes. stole all of this about really? my life. Basically just reading your Wikipedia. Just the lyrics are there. Yes. The They're in there. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. <laughs> now we are quickly running out of time here mm. on Famous Dead People. So let's I'm gonna ask you about your death. Uh, Chaucer. Mm, yes. Uh, so we don't know exactly when or how you died, but we do know that you probably died around 1400, and it is suggested that you were either murdered mm. by the enemies of King Richard or executed by Henry the Fourth. Can you tell us if either of those stories are true? Was it something completely different? These are the same schemers that got in there and got oh, Richard to not they marry were the, out to get you to France. Yes, exactly. They Would were you scheming. not stop talking about how good this princess's butt was? I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I was. I was. I was sprung. <laughs> 
And I couldn't, I couldn't stop. And you can't lie. I cannot and lie. You, even to save your own life, oh, you cannot lie. I could not. Noble. And, and so, and also, they were not equal opportunity butts. Mm. So they, well, they so, weren't. They weren't. They weren't. And so butt they were integrationists. They were not butt integrationists. And so they also were against me. And and so they, I was murdered by those enemies oh uh, of King Richard, who kind of were trying to get in there themselves and they had you overthrow in the him. Exactly. And they were like, just say you don't like big butts. And I was like, I can't. Just say you don't like big butts, Chaucer. I cannot lie. <laughs> I cannot lie. I and you am, died for your cause. And I died for my cause of, of butts. And Becky, oh, she she Lived was on? there for me the whole time. Oh, and so uh, and she was murdered too. Oh, that we is so, murdered. so she did not live on. No, she did not live on. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh. no, we both died together. Well, but that's how I wanted it. that is all the time that we have for oh, this week's no. episode of Famous no. Dead People. Beautiful. I would like to thank my guests. Oh. Uh, Chaucer and oh, Jim Jones yes. for joining me in the oh, studio so today. To really upset we didn't get a chance to talk about how you murdered almost a thousand people. Well, why don't we oh, talk in, about it in over Jonestown. drinks? We'll talk about what? it. No, don't. No, I don't. We want no the closed drinks. No drinks. The closed. We'll ones. go to a bar and I'll have the bartender bring me something that I will open well, in front of me. We'll see. Flavor, uh, flavor aid. One last question: Do either of you have any comedians or shows that you're really big fans of that you want to tell people about? Uh, Jim Jones, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, yes, absolutely. There's a heavenly being figure. Well, I won't say that. The best radio show I listen to, it's called The Next Best Thing. It's on this station, Radio Free Brooklyn, every Monday night from 10 until midnight. And check out also some, uh, the host, Jonathan B. Learn, I believe. It will be performing at the UCB this month and next. Check out the website. And, uh, Chaucer, anything you want to tell people about? Oh, goodness. I love improv comedy, especially Saturdays at 7.30 with the Armando Diaz Experience at the Magnet Theater. And, of course, at Gray Megan at tw on Twitter, G-R-A-Y-M-E-G-A-N. Uh, check out all that stuff. Uh, my name is Jared Berenstein. You check out all my stuff at jaredberenstein.com. Uh, if you're listening to this on the radio, find the podcast. All the old episodes are up there, and they are hilarious. Uh, check out my YouTube channel. Also, uh, new videos coming out every Tuesday. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email it to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Big butts. You gonna have some opinions, Chaucer? No, many of them, Jarrett. <laughs> you gonna have some opinions, Jim Jones? I can't help it. I always do. <laughs> it just kind of happens. <laughs>